Welcome to episode 45 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies, plus tips, apps, and gear. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my guest this week returning to my sh- returning to the show is Chuck Joyner. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm doing good, Dave. Thanks for having me back. Oh, an absolute pleasure to have you back here. And in fact, we just did an episode uh, not even two days ago. So we are, we're on the roll here with uh, with some shows here. We, uh, uh, make sure to go out to macvoices.com to check out uh, a great show that we did with uh, Kelly Gamont about uh, podcasting, right? It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was fun to, yeah. to get a couple of different perspectives. Uh, you guys have had some changes in both of your, your podcast right. lives. Yep. Yep. And uh, it keeps, it keeps evolving and uh, yeah, we're, we're, and I just want to keep, keep consistent product out here for everybody. And I, getting a lot of good feedback, everybody listening. So I, I'm really thrilled, really appreciate everybody listening, uh, getting some good download numbers and uh, yeah, just keep listening. We want the, we want the, I want the, everybody to listen to some of the good stuff we talk about here. Um, so this week I thought we would hit upon a couple things. We'll have a lot of news stories this week. I went, I want, there was, some, there was pretty, quite a bit of news uh, that we'll get into is have some good discussion and commentary. Um, and then uh, I also, I, don't think I think I mentioned it, but I'll mention it again that I have bought a second HomePod, and I and I wanted to talk about my experience with uh, pairing it because it's uh it's an interesting and it, boy it sounds great. So that's, I'll leave it at that. And I know Chuck, you haven't done that yet, so we'll have a little <laughs> we'll have a little fun with that. So uh, and then uh, uh, I thought I'd talk a little bit about cellular carriers because um a lot of discussion been on been out this week about the eSIM which I reviewed in the last episode. Uh, actually, no, I. Maybe I didn't. I don't. I think I know. I've talked about. It. I talked about so many places. I have to remember where I'm talking about things. So, uh, the eSIM, which we'll we'll talk about here in a little bit, is part of the news. So, and yeah, we'll have. I think we'll have a full a full hour here of a great discussion here. So let's get the, let's go ahead and get started. So, um, the the first article that was uh, in our notes here, I wanted to talk about was the fact that Apple released a. Uh, an updated version of iOS. It was 12.1.2, but it's only for the iPhone currently, if you notice that, right, Chuck? Yeah, that's, I, I, and my my phone keeps nagging me and saying, hey, it's out yeah. there, it's out there, and I just haven't gotten the chance to update it. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought that, that was interesting because you Very really see, yeah, we see the updates that cross all the iOS devices. Yeah, it was just for the iPhone, and, and it's a really covering, uh, well, I think it does all iPhones, but uh, specifically what it fixed was uh, the eSIM activation, uh, which if anybody doesn't know what the eSIM is, is an electronic version of a SIM uh, that's available uh, in the iPhone XR, the XS, and the XS Max. Uh, so uh, it fixed that piece, and then, of course, you know, this was the most important of it all, is, is the cellular connectivity in Turkey, right? Uh, but uh, I, I mean... I guess there were some issues in Turkey that, that you couldn't uh, connect with your 10R, 10S, or 10S Max. So, and I'm sure there were some bug fixes somewhere in there somewhere, but they, 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 that's really all they really said uh, as far as any updates go. So it's you know, pretty straightforward, I think, don't you think? Yeah, and I, I also think this is a good time to, for everyone to appreciate just how complex maintaining all of the Apple devices is. I mean, like yeah. you said, the eSIM is the only the, the X series, um, but Apple is a global company. And so, you know, if something is going on in Turkey, they have to have to get it fixed. If it's going on in Guam, they have to get it fixed. And, you know, here in the U.S., we tend to think of ourselves, unfortunately, as right as the center of the universe. And we're really not. And it's easy to forget yeah. that. Not, nothing against Turkey. I, I've never been there before. But no. I, I, if I have any listeners from Turkey, I'd 
uh, welcome. I hope you're listening. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, and I would rather your cellular service be working than anything else. So I'm glad they, they fixed it. Um, I know there was also some discussion about the whole thing with Qualcomm and the uh, uh, the, the patent infringement. So th- th- that was mentioned too uh, with this fix as well. So, yeah, but they had to give too much detail on that, did they? Not that I saw. No, and yeah, at, so. after a while, some of the some of the patent infringement stuff and all, I I, well, I have to admit, I tune it out at, at some point because I agree. Me it's too. Constant. It's just I get get tired of it. So, um, uh, next uh, next story I want to talk about this again. All these stories will be linked in our show notes. Um, the uh, on Mac Rumors, there was a, a story about T-Mobile being the third U.S. carrier to now offer eSIM support on the iPhone XS, XS Max, and the XR. I was pretty excited about this. I've talked about this in my Apple user group. I did, a, I did a presentation on that. I actually mentioned it briefly yesterday during uh, uh, my friends at the Silicon Valley Apple user group. I did a presentation yet. Uh, shout out to those folks. And uh, it, uh, uh, T-Mobile became the third carrier that now is offering eSIM support. What eSIM basically is, it's a way of being able to get your service on an electronic SIM. Uh, and it kind of amazes me that the, the, the the old time SIM that's been around forever, a little piece of, I don't know if you call it a piece of plastic or a piece of cardboard, really, uh, that has been in on these phones for so long, why we haven't had this sooner. And I know the carriers were very resistant to it, but it looks like they're they're embracing it, uh, if, you're, if you read this article. Uh, what was your thoughts on that? It, it, Dave, it feels like it's way past time. You know, yeah, I, it was. I think there's been a lot of a lot of discussion about you know how the the physical sims lock you in because at least in theory you have to go to uh, the AT and T store or the Verizon store right. or whatever to you know to get that little piece of plastic or cardboard or whatever. And with this, it it theoretically frees things up a lot. Right. I, I know a little bit about it. I don't know enough about it. I'm sure that sooner or later they're going to find another way to try to lock you in. Um, yeah. But it, on the other hand, it's, it certainly makes switching carriers easier, I think, and it, it it introduces a new level of convenience for the customer if the carriers will let you have that convenience. Actually, I think they're going to. Um, right now, the way T-Mobile was advertising it, they said that only their prepaid services would work, not the postpaid. Um, but I seem there are some workarounds, and I did actually talk to technical support. I'm a T-Mobile customer, so I wanted to know about it a little more. Uh, but I think AT&T and Verizon are also offering similar services, as well as being able to uh, uh, potentially put your postpaid uh, service on to the uh, eSIM. The other, uh, other big advantages for those of you who, sh- who travel uh, internationally, now you'll have the option if you want to be able to activate uh what I want to do is I want to activate my eSIM for my primary account, then have the option to have my my reg, the regular summits in the iPhone, uh, and th- then that will be uh, the international service. So now you'll have two phones in one, basically, because you'll have both uh, both cards activated. You know, I don't know if you if you're aware of that. Yeah, it. I mean, it sounds like it's a it's a great idea, and I love the yeah. idea of now being. Well, without jumping through some other hoops, because there are other ways to get multiple phone numbers on your phone, but uh, to have two actual full service carriers on one phone, you know, I know a number of people that carry two phones, one for personal, one personal, one for business. I seem to know somebody that carries four phones at once. It's our our good friend, Mr. Pokemon, uh, Barry Falk. Uh, (laughs) He's always carrying at least four phones. So, uh, Why am I not surprised? Yeah. Again, shout out to Barry again. Since yeah. Every week I mentioned Barry. So uh, he, uh, I know he'll be listening. So uh, no, uh, there are, there are people who just, 
it's their business. They need to have multiple phones, but at least this is going to help alleviate that a little bit. Uh, by You won't need to carry two phones. Now you have two phones in one. So that's, wait a minute. So I want to make sure I got that right. So now Barry carries four. Now he'll only have to carry two. Two. Yeah, yeah. So you can have two and yeah. two, right. Yeah, but now a- the problem is he has to have four because of the Pokemon Go because each phone has to do do its activities on Pokemon. So, so, so I think he'll stick with four. Okay. All right. <laughs> Seems like a lot of money to me to play Pokemon, but hey, whatever. Well, I think think work helps that a little bit with them too. But that's another story. Uh, Anyway, let's move on to the next story I I put in here. Um, The the merger of T-Mobile and Sprint. Uh, New York Times article is in our show notes here. Uh, It looks like I got the green light from U.S. regulators, which I don't know if I'm excited about it or if uh, I or not. What, What were your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I, I think this may be good because this may, the the combination of the two yeah. may provide a genuine alternative to, uh, to AT&T and Verizon. Um, up right. to this point, I, I mean, if, I don't know how happy you've been, apparently you've been happy with, with T-Mobile. I am very happy. Yeah. I, I, I tried, uh, both of those. I mean, I think I've tried all the services at one time or another and, uh, just the coverage just yeah. for me was not there. So, you know, now, in your, in your hometown, in your area, well, in, in the, in the areas that I, I frequent, put it that way, you know, maybe not necessarily okay. in, in where I live, but you know, in the okay. area that I need phone coverage and phone service for, hmm. um, it, it was a bit lacking. And so the, the two of them together now, maybe it can be the, the third leg of the competition, which would be very, very nice instead of being, at least my perception is a little more regional player. Um, right. Hopefully, right. Be a, a bigger player. And, we'll, and, and we're and we're going to talk about cellular services. That's good that you've experienced a lot of them. I have as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Sprint seems to be an okay uh, carrier. I don't think they had many problems. They've gone they had gone through a lot of changes too. But I think the biggest motivation of this this merger is the five G and being able to team up with the two one of these two powerhouse companies that's going to get the five G out there quicker. Uh, than most. And I, I know I read an article that AT&T is going to already be releasing their 5G services uh, next year uh, to s- certain cities around the U.S. Um, so 5G will be another, you know, no, another whole ball game. And, and that, I think that's going to motivate that a little bit too. So, but no, I welcome it. I, 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 I think I'm happy with it. You know, again, like I said, I'm a happy T-Mobile customer, so it won't affect me at all because, uh, uh, but if anything, they can merge the networks and now, and, but I know that can be a challenge too sometimes getting, getting networks merged. So, oh yeah. And not just the networks, but the companies themselves, the different cultures trying to put the two together. Um, hopefully that, you know, they can, they can pull it off because, uh, so often you see that kind of thing. Sometimes it works and, and you have a stronger company that comes yeah. out of it. And sometimes you just have a company that is fighting itself. It seems from the inside. Yeah. So, uh, should be should be interesting. Should be definitely interesting. So, um, and then the other new story that 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 uh, was was kind of exciting. I guess if you're an Amazon Echo user, is Amazon Echo now is working with Apple Music? Wow, it was just kind of a surprise that that, that finally happened. Um, it does it does now allow um, you to be able to uh, set it up through through the skills, and you ask uh, you ask her to uh, to play some music. It's gonna play it from Amazon Music. Were you, were you surprised at this at all? I, yeah, I was definitely surprised. Um, yeah. I, I have set it up because I have both um, a HomePod and uh, yeah. Echo devices in my house. Um, and so this definitely, you know, spreads the, spreads the audio out around the house. You can also set Apple Music to be your default. 
So mm-hmm. in, if if you don't set it as your default, you have to do something like, hey, oh, it's you have you know, to tell, yeah, yeah, play, you know, play um, ACDC from Apple Music. And, but yeah. if you set it up as a default, you can just say play ACDC and it'll take it's off. Work, it's worked great. And, yeah, uh, it has. I, I The one thing I want to see if I can do, because I haven't done this yet, um, mm-hmm. is I need to see if I can get it channeled through my Sonos speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, that okay. would be very, very nice. Um, but so many reasons, you know, you, you can dance around all this and we all are speculating yeah, but it seems like Amazon and Apple have called a truce to maybe some of their fighting. They, oh, they sure have. I mean, they're selling their products again. So, well, they're, they're selling mean, their products. They threw some of the, uh, as I understand it, all the refurbishers off of Amazon, which, which I, you know, I'm I'm fine with that. Well, you know, you hate to see anybody you know not have access to that market. But on the other hand, if if you're yeah. big enough and you're doing a good enough job, you can probably get the word out and survive. You know, on your own. Yeah. Yes, I could see that. Uh, I just, I, I was more happy about it because some of those refurbishers, uh, you, you, there's a trust involved too. I mean, obviously Amazon wouldn't uh, wouldn't allow them on the service if uh, if they weren't trustworthy and they weren't getting a lot of bad reviews. I mean, it's just like using eBay, are you really, you know, when yeah. it comes to buying products? Yeah. But no, I guess I guess see, I see, you know, where you're at on that. Yeah, fair. I mean, that's and that's a very fair point. But what intrigued me though is we've heard. We've heard rumors. We've had speculation. You've heard calls for a cheaper uh, HomePod, you know, and because folks just don't want to spend quite that much money necessarily to put it in every room. Right. There also are a lot of people that are not as discerning about music as maybe some of us are, and they're they're happier or they're they're content, I should say, with a lower quality speaker and. All of the Echo devices probably fall into that category. Some are a little better than others. Right. Um, the one thing that's interesting about the the Echo devices, in my opinion, is that I think pretty much all of them can be either Bluetooth paired or hardwired hardwire paired with right. a better external speaker. Right. So if you want our, to spend, our physical plugins too, I think too. Yeah. So if you want to if if you want to improve the quality of that. Um, echo dot that's in your basement, you know, yeah, yeah you can go out and spend a little money. And uh, I mean, my, my preference is JBL speakers um, or for that matter, the, uh, the audio engines that are in back of me, you can plug yeah. that in and Hey, you've got a really nice sounding system. So it may not have all the acoustic niceties of a home pod, but yeah. you know, it also may fit your bill. So a lot of advantages here. I, I honestly, I think for both Amazon and Apple, um, because Amazon, I, I don't think they've had that much, as much success as they would have liked penetrating the music subscription market. Um, and yeah. now they, I don't know if they've ceded it to Apple, but they definitely have become a lot more viable player from the hardware standpoint. Right. And um, yeah, uh, the, the, I have two links to actually two are two, two links that relates to uh, the Amazon Echo. Uh, we have it in the news, but I wanted to just kind of bring continue on this as a topic a little bit here. Our friend Allison Sheridan uh, did a nice uh, blog post on uh, on on how to enable Apple Music. I'm going to have that in the sh- link in the show notes as well, uh, and uh, as well as the nine to five Mac article we have out there that shows how to enable it. Uh, did you did you find it to be uh, an easy way to to enable it through the uh, the Alexa? Uh, oops, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, the, the 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 devices uh, app. <laughs> yeah, it was a piece, uh, a piece of cake. I mean, it was, it was it was. I found so too. I mean, the skill is very easy and and very easy to set up. And I think anybody who who does it today 
It's on your iPhone. Um, you can do it on your iPad as well. And it was very easy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it'll take you a grand total of, if you take one of those articles, it'll take you probably two minutes, if that. And if you don't have one of those articles in front of you, it might take you four minutes, but yeah. you can, you can get it done and, and it starts working right away. And so far, so far, so good. Yeah. And it's just, it's awesome. And I, and you definitely can go in and set it as your default. There are other music services also available, of course, on, 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 on the Echo's uh, app, including Pandora and uh, I think iHeartRadio, as well as uh, Amazon's Prime Music. You know, I'm a Prime subscriber. I'm, I'm assuming you are as well. And uh, it, uh, and I, they include some music as far as the Prime Music, but you you have to pay extra to get the, you know more of their catalog. I still find that I, I think Apple Music to me has got got a better choice as far as music goes. Uh, you know, David, I get I get kind of wound up on this because the, yeah. everybody wants to talk about you know well they have ten thousand more songs or or fifteen thousand more songs one of the yeah. and it's like okay I'm, first of all I'm not going to listen to fifteen thousand songs <laughs> no I mean yeah, 60, so it, we used to have sixty thousand songs I, mean, I have sixty thousand songs in my my library of hard drives so exactly. <laughs> I never would listen in a million years exactly so the question becomes does it have the music you want. And that's, I have to say though, there's something interesting about the, the service, the basic prime service, the music that comes with the basic prime service. If mm-hmm. you tell it to play an artist, it will play that artist, but it'll play something that you probably have never heard of before. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, that. then you ask it, uh, you know, okay, so what album is this from, or where did this come from? And it's some really, it's a deep track or something very obscure. Yeah. And so they can say that they've got that particular artist on the service. It's just not probably what you were really expecting or looking for. And, and, and that's not necessarily bad. In fact, actually, I've discovered some tracks that I really like from some artists yeah. that I know that I, I never heard before. So it's a double-edged yeah. sword. But what is the time for me? If I, if, if I, if I say either S-Lady, A-Lady, you know, whoever, this is what I want to listen to, that's what I want to listen to. Right. So no, I, I agree. And then, like I said, I'm, I'm happy Apple music's on the devices. Uh, I'm like you, I have, I have both, uh, you know, we're, we're crazy, the crazy technology uh, people that love to have uh, devices in our homes. And uh, you know, as I have it uh, next to me here that I'm talking, that's why I had to be careful to say it. I'm sure you have yours nearby too. Even have one in the bathroom, you have it all over the house. So that's, what's great about it. So you can, you can ask it. And now if you want to play music through Apple music, it, it's a good deal. So, so, so anyway, I, before, before we leave this, I have to ask you, didn't I remember that you had the Google device as well? I do. You do. <laughs> In fact, I have the Google, I have the Google home hub. Okay. <laughs> I just bought because uh, uh, I was able to get it for a very good deal. I think it was like hundred dollars. And uh, I've actually been playing around with the Google home hub and, and that's a little small little TV, little screen. And, uh, it actually works pretty well. I, I'm actually very impressed with it because you can you can tell it to uh, you ask Google to uh, to play things like on YouTube. Um, you know, in fact, I did it with your, with your show. I asked, uh, "Can you play play Mac Voices?" And it would come up with the latest episode and it plays it right through YouTube. And and and, and having that small little screen. I mean, and of course, Amazon has theirs as well. I mean, they have their screens. Uh, but I, I thought for the price, it was, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, it's limited limited what it does. Uh, but uh, uh, but. You know, I, I, again, I do it just more sport to dabble into technology to see what the experience is. And it wasn't that terribly expensive for me to get into that. So, but yes, right. I, 
I have the home mini and I have, which is still in a drawer actually. <laughs> and, uh, and the, uh, and the, uh, the Google home hub. So, uh, yeah, they're good products too. Just checking. Got, just checking. No, no, no. I'm glad you're asking. I mean, I think that's, what's great about this, this technology. Now there's, there's choices and you have, it's, it's forcing Apple, it's forcing Amazon, it's forcing Google to, to be more innovative with these products. So, uh, I'm definitely, definitely, I think they all have their good pluses and their minuses. Yeah. It's interesting to see how you, how much effort it takes to build them into the ecosystem that is your particular home. And, and, and I'm talking about whether you are Windows or, or an, an Android person or an Apple and iOS person, um, you know, how many compromises you have to make to cross brands. And sometimes you feel like there are no compromises. And, and that's one thing about the Apple Music now that it, it feels like that oh. has eliminated a problem there for me. Smart. I mean, Apple yeah. Music's available on the Google Google uh, Play Store. So you can you can play Apple Music on a Android device. I mean, I have an Android device. I'm able to, I'm actually able to play it. And mm. it's like no different. Um, again, me wanting to be involved with technology and me being in IT support, especially I get people asking me questions about Android. You know, it's important to, to me anyway, is to have a device so I can see what they experience. Uh, and the experience with Apple Music on the Android is, is just as good uh, as, uh, as iPhone. Good to know. Good to know. So, but uh, anyway, let's, let's change gears here a little bit. Um, I thought this topic would be kind of interesting for us to talk about is uh, cellular carriers. Everybody is always asking me what, what uh, cellular carriers, uh, what carrier would you like? What do you want to go with? I've had experiences, a number of them, and as well I'm sh- as you have as well, and how well they work with the iPhone. Um, I was with a, I was an AT and T customer for quite a long time. I mean, it was I was it was at least ten or twelve years, and I just got really just disgusted the way they were ha- helping me and keeping my bill uh, cheap. Honestly, um, and, and plus uh, not having the uh, having the plan that's not unlimited. Um, I mean, I went ahead, if I would have went with the unlimited plan with AT and T versus who I'm not now with T-Mobile, we, we would have been paying at least another 40 to $80 in difference in price. And that, that's a big difference. Um, T-Mobile has really gotten done, has done a really good job of, uh, of uh, having really good coverage in most areas. And again, like we, we talked at the beginning, uh, you said that uh, you were having some challenges with, with T-Mobile and other carriers. So oh, give me your thoughts as far as what, carriers you like? I mean, I, I, you're with AT&T now, right? I'm with AT&T. I've been with AT&T for a while. Um, I've yep. actually, I think I've been with AT&T since I first started doing the the Apple devices. Um, but I've, I've dabbled with some of the other carriers with secondary phones, uh, mm-hmm. you know, taking advantage of the 30-day offers. And so I have an iPhone in one hand and the an iPhone from the other carrier in another hand and you know you sure. travel around and see where your coverage is and that's the way that you know I I was testing it out and mm-hmm. um, you know I it, it, it's it's sort of like your cable company you know they're they're the, yep. the carriers or the they're the companies you kind of love to hate because when they work it's great but when they don't boy you get really frustrated because it always seems like right. there's going to be a failure it's it's right when you feel like you need it the most. Right. Um, that said, though, AT&T has been pretty good to me, uh, with the possible exception of the billing, um, which, you know, is, right. I mean, that I think is any of them. 
But yeah. I, I've, if I've had service issues, if I've had billing issues, if I've had any had anything like that, um, I can't speak to T-Mobile. One thing that does bug me about AT and T, mm-hmm. not to the not enough to drive me away, but that okay, if I have an iPad um, that uh, has the the cellular chip in it, they want fifteen bucks a month, uh, 10, right. fifteen bucks a month to add that onto my plan. I get no more data. I get no more anything. Right. I can handle an activation fee. You know, that's okay. All right. So you got to do some yeah. paperwork or some push some buttons. That's fine. But $15 extra a month just so I can have it. No, I'll just piggyback it off of my phone if I want that's to. What I, and that's what I do. And, and I didn't buy the cellular version of my iPad for that exact reason. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's silly. I mean, if you want your iPad to work and if you're not in an Wi-Fi area, then yeah, use your, use your, uh, use your hotspot. Um, yeah. The, the great thing about T-Mobile is they, they do give you a little more perks. Um, some of the things that I like is when I travel um, using uh, GoGo in-flight on American Airlines, you get free uh, Wi-Fi for, for uh, I think it's like an hour. You get unlimited texting and uh, uh, on the flight for the duration of the flight. So they're, they're, they're giving that perk. Uh, free Netflix. They're giving me the, the standard, you know, they give you standard, the $10 a month or whatever the plan is for the standard. So I pay the extra $3 a month and I get in, I'm paying $3 for Netflix. So there's another perk all by itself as well. I'm a baseball fan that they have a T-Mobile Tuesdays program. Um, I don't see any of the stuff that AT&T does. I've, I've tried to explore. I only have this thing called AT&T Thanks, but I, I didn't find anything of value with that. So that, so they're giving us a little more in the way of perks. Like I said, I was a baseball fan. You know, come April, they'll give me a free subscription to MLB at bat. That's a $200 subscription all by itself if you're a baseball fan. Not may not be as important to you, but uh, I think a lot of what T-Mobile has offered is real. That's what really enticed me to 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 switch to them, as well as their coverage. Yeah, I forget who the uh, who the. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I will attribute it to the wrong company, so I won't say a company name. But there was, I think, a rental car company that said, you know, us. We try harder. You know, we're number two. We try harder. And I think when, yeah. when you're down a little farther, when you're not one of the big guys, you probably have to do those things to try to add some extra value. Right. And it certainly doesn't hurt, you know, for MLB to get have, have you know, that much more of an audience. Um, they got a big partnership with T-Mobile. Yeah. You know, so it's, in, in, again, interesting ways that, you know, everybody decides to compete. Um, for you, it's it's a value. Netflix would be nice, but it really doesn't do anything for me. Baseball, sure. I, I couldn't get less. So yeah, that's why I said it. it. It all varies. Whoever's interested in what they want, that they want is uh, what they what they get. So yeah, um, I I did use Sprint. In fact, I remember I was a Sprint customer when uh, before the first iPhone came out, and then once the iPhone came out, but I did not buy the first iPhone. I had the second iPhone, the 3G. Oh, wow. That's when I switched to AT and T. So that's how far back we go <laughs> uh, when I switched from Sprint because uh, I was a Sprint customer for for a while. But but boy, their coverage back in those days was horrible. Um, so um, and then there's uh, Verizon. We haven't even talked about Verizon. I I've never been involved with Verizon. I don't know if you've had or not, but I've never heard good things as far as customer service with them. Um, only from the standpoint of having gone through the testing to see you know what yeah. carrier I was going to keep. Um, one thing that pushed me to AT and T way back when, and I don't, it's not this this the case any longer, but um, they were I think the only carrier. Well, first of all, they were the first iPhone carrier. They were the only carrier that had the iPhone. Right. But also, right. Yeah, but they were also the only one where you could talk and surf at the same time. 
Right. Remember and, that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. And that was a deal breaker. You know, that it was like, okay. I, I don't want to have to, to make it. That's what choice. made me switch to, from Sprint because if there was some CDMA not yep. being able to surf and, and talk at the same time. Yep. Yep. So those days are long gone. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it is interesting to see how it's evolved oh, and right. how that affected our choices. Plenty of people, you know, said, but why would I want to do that? You know, and it's like, well, gee, I can't imagine not. You know, now yeah. we didn't have the AirPods in like I do now, but yet you certainly right. had, you know, earbuds in, and you're talking on the phone, and you want to look something up yeah. uh, as you're talking to someone else. That was that was invaluable. Yeah, and then uh, U.S. Cellular is was a was a nationwide carrier, and it's kind of funny. U.S. Cellular, based in my hometown, Chicago, doesn't have any service in Chicago at all. I mean, their headquarters is here but you can't get a U.S. cellular account in Chicago, in Illinois. You have to go up to Wisconsin in order to get it or anywhere else around the country that they, they have service. So I, they pulled out of this market, which was kind of interesting. I mean, in fact, they, a baseball stadium was named after their company for the, White, the Chicago White Sox for a long time. So um, I guess they're okay service, but they're more regional. They're not, I, I mean, they're not really a nationwide like the, 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 the top four that we just talked about. Um, so... Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. But the other the other thing of interest, and I've always kept hearing about this, is the the acronym MVNO. Are you were you familiar with MVNO, the Mo- Mobile Virtual Network Operators? No, that's yes. I was I wasn't either. So I put, we put a link in the show notes about this. Um, you hear of of carriers like uh, like Cricket and Boost Mobile and, uh, and Metro was Metro PCS. Now it's Metro by T Mobile. Um, and then uh, another another one would be Xfinity. Xfinity has service. They, they're they're an MVNO uh, because they 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 piggyback off of Verizon. Uh, and I've explained why I couldn't get my if I wanted to get an extra phone through Xfinity uh, because I don't do I don't do Verizon. So um, another MVNO is Google, the Google Fi Project Fi. Um, and I talked about that the previous uh, previous episodes too. I'm not sure if you were uh, had any discussion about this or not, but. Uh, it was called Project Fi through Google, and it only worked with Android phones. And it was specifically the Pixel, uh, the Pixel 2 and the, the Pixel uh, 3, and then, uh, yeah, all the old Pixels and the Nexus phones. So it was working with that service. That's kind of where I was intrigued about eSIM because a lot of these, these the, the Pixels have eSIMs. They had that. So they've now made, it's gone from beta, which was called Project Fi, to Google Fi, and now they are offering the service on an iPhone. Um, well, the only little bit of caveat with, with Google Fi is there's a couple things that aren't going to work. Let's remember we always talked about the blue bubble and the green bubble in iMessage, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that still doesn't work. And if you switch carriers, you're, it's just like when people go from, Am, from Android back to iPhone or vice versa, you hear nothing but complaints because then their iMessage doesn't work anymore or they can't, their messaging is all messed up. So you got to proceed with caution. I know uh, right now Google Fi for iPhone is in beta. You can request a SIM chip. It's not using eSIM right now for iPhone, uh, but there's too many caveats for me to even consider it. I, I asked for the, I have the SIM card kit. They sent it to me, but I'm like, I'm not touching it. I don't want to mess up my iPhone at all. Um, the interesting thing of what Google Fi does though is, is they, they use three carriers versus the rest of these folks. They use Sprint, T-Mobile, and US Cellular. So wherever you are, it senses which carrier gives you the best coverage when you're using their service. So you might be in an area where Sprint is really strong, so they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna put you on Sprint. If you're in an area where T-Mobile is better, you'll be on T-Mobile or US Cellular. So I I, I find these times types of 
carriers, you can uh, you can easily uh, find that to be of some value. And I wasn't sure if you're familiar with that or not. Um, you know, if if you really have the need to economize, but I I would ask you that I would ask you how much is your time worth? How much yes. is your time worth, and how reliable do you need your phone to be? And if if the answer is your time is not worth much, and you really don't need the reliability, then by all means, dance with with all these things. But I guess that's one reason I've kind of stuck with AT and T is sort sure. of better the devil you know. Um, and you know, for for the shortcomings that they do have, they've treated me pretty well. Their service is yes, oh, yeah, you know, it's question. not perfect. There's certainly certain areas of the U.S. where the service is terrible, but. You know, you, they're good enough, and uh, I, I can work around their limitations. I mean, if it, having my messaging messed up would be crazy, and having my phone jumping around from network to network, I, I don't have the experience with it, so I'm not putting it down. It just it would concern me because okay, how many how many interrupted calls am I going to have? Right, and how many challenges am I going to have? That's I, I want something that works. I don't, my God, my, the one thing I don't want to have to mess around with is my phone for heaven's sakes. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, as far as it, it, it's not, um, for us, we're the, the, a Google Fi is not even, a, not even an option. It's just, uh, it's just not there right now for iPhone. Um, but uh, there are other ones that are the MVNOs with that's the uh, Ting. I'm sure you've heard of Ting. That was always an advertiser, a lot on podcasts. Uh, they are on Sprint and T-Mobile. Um, and, uh, and again, T-Mobile did it themselves. I know Walmart sells a, uh, sells a service called Straight Talk. I'm sure you see a lot of advertising for them. They're on all four of the big carriers, AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, and Verizon. Um, so that's, a, that's what's interesting about the carriers. There's so many different choices. Um, me, I would probably, like I, I agree with you, I would, I would stick with probably the, the nationwide, the large carrier like an AT&T or a T-Mobile. Those, those would probably be my recommendations uh, to, for it to work well with your iPhone um, because you want to have, like you said, you want to have good service and there's no question about it. Even Xfinity, like I said, they, they, they've been pushing a lot. Uh, Comcast Xfinity trying to push their mobile services. Again, they're, they're not, they're selling it on Verizon. That's what they're basically doing. It's branded Xfinity and they're selling it. Uh, they're selling it, but it's a, basically Verizon service. So, but they have to pay to, uh, to, to have rights to be on those networks. So. And and I would flip around too, and it sounds like I'm being a little hypocritical, but you know, mm. by all means, explore uh, you know this this stuff. And if you if you never leave town, or if you seldom leave town, and you get the kind of service that you want or need, and you can get it at a better price, or get some of the uh, the perks that David was talking about, by all means, take yeah. advantage of it. But you you have to be an educated, informed, intelligent consumer about it. You can't just look at the bottom line and say, oh, "This is this is cheaper. This is what I'm going to go with." Absolutely. All right. I think we've uh, talked enough of uh, cellular services. I hope that you've, everybody found it useful and uh, it, you know, giving you a, a little more education for your iPhone and, and, and making the right choice for which carrier you decide to go with. Um, the great thing about getting an iPhone is that uh, you can go to the Apple store and you can buy it. Uh, you just have to declare a carrier, but the phone is going to be unlocked, which is great. And then you can choose later if you decide you don't like the carrier anymore, you can go away. And move to a different carrier. I use the uh, the the, uh, the the trading uh, uh, services that Apple offers, and each year when I trade my phone in, you know, I, again I go I start off with another phone again. So that, that when I bought this phone, I I had originally bought my, my iPhone 10 with AT and T, and then what I did was I, I switched to, uh, to 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 T Mobile while I still had that, and it was unlocked, so I didn't have to I didn't even have to mess with it. So uh, 
this, this day and age, unlocked phones are pretty much a commonplace now. Whereas before, with all the contracts, all that stuff, they were locked. So yeah, yeah. Ready? Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about a little, some more fun stuff here. Uh, HomePod, you. You have the 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 the, uh, the new HomePod, and you know if everybody knows, and they've listened to this show and way in the past when I bought the the HomePod originally, and I was not happy with it, and I returned it after five days. But then I decided, of course, I got a lot of gift cards uh, from my wife, which was very kind of her. She's she was she shared them with me, and I was able to buy a HomePod, uh, buy the iPod HomePod again at a more reduced price, and I guess that kind of motivates you a little bit uh, to do that. So. What I decided to do after the, having the, the the one whole pod, I said, "Well, you know, I want to make a stereo out of this." And, and you know, you have these—I have these old Bose uh, uh, speakers from the really old days when you plugged it in for your for your computer with subwoofer, and they're, they don't even make them anymore. Um, and uh, I wanted to create something in stereo because in my in my office, I can and I can have these home pods. But the nice thing about the home pods is I can move them anywhere in the house. So if I decide. I want to set up a, a, a temporary area for, for a nice place for sound. I can bring both HomePods down and, and be able to uh, uh, and listen to some music. So, and had you think, had you thought about uh, doing this as of yet, uh, John? I don't want to talk about this, David. <laughs> because because you went ahead. you're you're tempting me, David. This is I don't need temptation, David. Uh, well, um, I, I, you've I, tempted I, me during the gift guide show, so okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I only have I only have one po- uh, one home pod. Right. We talk about which is fine. Home. It sounds great. There's it's, no question it, about it. It does, but you know, everybody I've talked to that has two says, "Oh my God, it just takes it to the next level." It's, uh, and you're seeing me in the video here. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like a it's like a wow factor. It really is. The cool thing about it, what the way it does it, and what the link I I'll, I'll have in the show notes is actually the support article from Apple on how to create a HomePod stereo pair. At first, they didn't have this. You couldn't do it at first when the first the HomePod first came out. You had to wait. And that was what I guess my frustration was. I guess I wasn't patient. I should have just waited. And but then again, it was probably good I didn't because I got a better value. But anyway, it uh, it uh, you were you didn't have that in, in the, the software until it came out. I believe it was an iOS 11, four, it might've even been iOS 12, uh, that you, no, it's, it says uh, iOS 11.4 or later is when they did the pairing, uh, the, the pairing. So, um, and, uh, it, uh, it's very simple to set up. And what it does is it utilizes the home kit uh, app, the home app. Um, and, and, and of course, using the home app, that's how you access the home pod anyway. Well, you can go in and actually go through and actually do and do and make sure and make sure that you can connect them together and they, they play their music. I mean, it's just, it's very simple steps here in creating a stereo pair and uh, you're, you're, at, you're, you're, you're very uh, easy to able, to able to be able to play it. Now, the only thing I'm kind of disappointed about is that it doesn't play the pair on a Mac. It only does it on, on, on an iPhone or an iPad. Uh, uh, for some reason, they haven't haven't mastered that yet. So you only have the it sees the left and the right, if however you name it, as far as the HomePod goes. So um, I don't know if you had a chance to look at this yet, but it's it's pretty straightforward. No, I haven't. Um, what I'm, I've educate us all. What do you mean yeah. on, that you can't see it on uh, the the on the Mac? On the, on the Mac, it it doesn't it does not see them as a stereo pair. You know, when you do AirPlay um, on the iPhone. Um, or you go into HomeKit and tell it to play it, um, it, it sees it as a paired uh, HomePod. Oh, okay. So, so you go on the iPad or if you go on the iPod uh, on the iPhone, it shows it as a paired uh, 
device because it pairs those two together. But the problem is, I guess, I don't know the exact reason why it isn't showing up on the Mac, uh, but uh, it, uh, it, for some reason, will, will not play stereo with the pair. It'll you know, play on the left or the right, however you named it. So that's, uh, that was the only, the only disappointment I had with this so far, but I would venture to say sometime soon something will change that'll make it uh, easy. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I did not know that um, because I only have one HomePod, David. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I'll send you the link of the really cheap price at Target. Uh, so. <laughs> thank you for your help, David. <laughs> um, no, I, I I have to say that the HomePod. You know, I, I have I have quite a few speakers in my home. Um, yeah. You know, some for testing, and somehow they never seem to leave. I don't quite know why, but <laughs> you know, I have my favorites, and, and the HomePod is Sound. amazing. Because uh, I, you, you walk in the house and and call out to the you know Miss S that play this, or yep. sometimes I'll just say resume. You know, from what I was listening to in the morning when I left, and yeah, it resumes. I love it. Yeah, your house is filled even, with even when you touch it. I have to be careful not to touch the HomePod that's not on my left here. You touch it, it starts playing right away, and so that's that's the other thing that kind of is something to get used to uh, when you want to play it. So, but yeah, that's what's great about the HomePod is it just remembers what you played. Yeah, if if you're in the market for a a, a quote unquote smart speaker, whatever that means, um, I mean it is just it is so seamless, and of yep. course you know it 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 works with Apple Music, and we we had that discussion earlier. So right, uh, that's all, all. That's what we want, Apple Music, and it's good with that. So, so how about the really important question? Did you did you get a different color for each left and right or did nah, you nah. Okay. space gray all the way, baby. Okay. All right. I would, that's where I would go. So, okay. All right. Yeah. No, I went space gray both ways. Yeah. I don't, nah, I didn't, didn't, I could, I could have, I just decided to stick with the, I like space gray for uh, that's all my, my iPhones are space gray and iPad. So mm-hmm. it's always been my favorite color for, for, for my Apple devices. So what was that link oh. again? No, never mind. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Target.com. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, so yeah, don't uh, check out this article if if anybody hasn't already done this. If they do have two uh, two speakers, and uh, and uh, we'll definitely uh, uh, get you hooked up here. So, um, with that, let's uh, talk a little bit about hand, hand one mention of any gear or picks. If you have anything that comes to your mind, Chuck, you could always throw a uh, chime in here. One uh, thing I really caught my eye was uh, the Wemo smart plugs. And there's a lot of home kit stuff that's been talked about over this uh, Christmas season. I mean, I know there's a lot of, a lot of shows have talked about home kit and it really it's, I'm pretty excited about it. I hadn't dabbled into home kit very much. Um, but, uh, uh, but I, I, I did have an Eve plug, which I hadn't used for a while was sitting in the box. And, um, and I also had a, we- a Wemo plug that was sitting in the box, and I said, you know, let me let me get these because I got them. I think I got them basically for free. I don't remember how, but uh, that doesn't matter. But uh, when I uh, when I plugged in the Eve, the Eve Eve's very very good experience using that product. I'm sure you're familiar with their products, uh, Chuck. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's nice to have smart plugs because you, you know right now I have one hooked up to the Christmas tree, so when the tree comes on, we haven't set the timer through HomeKit. Well. Wemo was never supported by HomeKit. It was supported only by Am, uh, Amazon and by Google. Uh, so I was kind of surprised uh, when I uh, all of a sudden I read that oh, there's some new firmware upgrades to these to these uh, plugs that it now once you update it will now work with HomeKit. I said, well, what a what a smart thing to do. And Belkin is the company that 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 uh, markets the the Wemo plugs. 
and it works. And you have home kit stuff, and I assume in your house, don't you not? I have both home kit and um, and the uh, and the Echo stuff as well. Um, and okay. My experience has been that the home kit, uh, contrary to what some people say, the home kit stuff has been much more reliable. Um, but you know, there's some things that just aren't home kit at this point. Right. Um, and of course, home kit always seems to be a little more expensive. But we should make the point that it's more expensive because there are certain things built into HomeKit that make them a lot more secure than some of the other devices. And this is so, true. To, you know, depends on how paranoid you are and how much you're worried about that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, you know, the if you if you haven't ex- experimented with any of this stuff, you're way past. It's way past time. You really need yeah. to be checking. You got to do it. I'm 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 hooked now. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to do an I I, I wanted to do a light switch because uh, Eve had a, a a really cool light switch, but unfortunately, the room I wanted to put it in wasn't wired properly for it, so I couldn't use it. But it would have been pretty cool to have a light switch that's uh, that has automation. So, uh, but there's so many different devices out there now as you can do this. These uh, these Wemo plugs are only uh, I found them as cheap as thirty dollars for a pair at uh, Costco. Well, that price has since dropped, but. Now they're selling them for about $40 for a pair, which is still not terribly expensive. Amazon's selling them right around that price, about $20 or $22 each. Uh, they've, they've got some, you know, three packs and two, four packs if you wanted to explore those as well. But the cool thing is when you buy them, um, they may not necessarily be ready for HomeKit, but you can once you get the, the Wemo app on, installed on your iPhone, um, you can get the firmware upgraded onto it and voila, it works with HomeKit and adds adds another place where you can uh, turn things on and off and set timers and, and all that stuff. So it's, I highly recommend uh, people dabble into the HomeKit world now. Yeah, I, I, I get, I have mixed feelings on some of this um, yep. because we're back to the discussion of, of, I want things to work. And if you start, and I know we were, I was teasing you, of course, about having all three devices in your, oh, of course. And but you're allowed to, <laughs> yeah. But you also have to kind of take a look at this and say, okay, how much time am I potentially going to spend maintaining these things? Sure. Um, right. and that's so. Think about you know, think about security. Think about cost. Think about you know, standardizing on on one or the other. The odds are that you're probably going to have to standardize on on at least two, and maybe like right. David three, because some devices are not made for all. Uh, all of the um, the formats, so, right? You know, you, you really have to think about it. But they are. I mean, yeah, there was a time that just one of those Wemos would probably have gone for fifty or sixty bucks. And right now, you get two for thirty as a special, two for forty as a standard price. Wow, you know, that's you can almost. Oh, it's good. That's what I'm saying. And all of them, all of the plugs have gone have dropped tremendously in price. It's just it's it's, it's amazing. Anywhere between twenty and twenty and twenty-five and thirty dollars. I mean, they they were like going forty, forty, fifty dollars before. So that's what kind of really attracted me too is just the the, the cost. Yeah, and and you were mentioning the Eve stuff. The Eve stuff is absolutely great. Uh, yeah, Legato is the company that was originally owned to Eve. I think they spun it off, but yeah, they make some amazing products. Um, uh, and I've always been a big supporter of their, their their stuff as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Did you have anything you wanted to to talk about as far as any gear or anything you can think of, or we can? Uh, oh, David, this? you know, it's. I, I look around. There's so much stuff that has been uh, that came from the gift guide shows this year. Yeah. That I've been trying to keep my you know my hands off my credit card and off of Amazon. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I almost 
I, I guess to to kind of go through and, and continue with the theme of the home automation and the smart speakers, sure. one of the best things, one of the places I would tell everybody to start is with the smart light bulbs. Um, yep. Because that is the thing I think that will make one of the biggest differences in your in your lives. Um, and so I, I stand, and this is another place though that you have to really think about it because if you get multiple competing standards, you can, you have to think about which which one do I want to tell to turn on or off which light? Right. So early on, I standardized on the U, and I just I have not wavered from that. Um, the the U bulbs are they may be a little more expensive than some of the others, but they're they're they haven't let me down yet. Um, the covered ones are fun to play with, but I still think that a great way to get started is just your basic simple white light bulb, and it, yeah. it'll, you know you, you say walk into the house and say, turn on the living room uh, to whichever assistant you, you set up and mm-hmm. boy, it's, it's, it's super convenient and it's an absolute luxury to be able to lay in bed at night and say, Hey, whoever turn off the bedroom lights and the bedroom lights go yep. up. You don't, you don't have to reach over and struggle or look up into the light and wake yourself up. And again, that's, I realize that's a first world problem. No question, but <laughs> it's right. still, it's, it's, it's fun. So that, that would probably be my, my pick to help people get started and, and okay. that there, and there's some good deals out there right now too. Great. Great. Well, we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, I was dabbling into bulbs a little bit, but uh, they can be kind of pricey, like you said. So, uh, but uh, they're getting there. They're getting there as far as, uh, as far as that goes too. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and it's, and it's definitely, uh, uh, definitely something that, that uh, people should consider. So, absolutely. Well, we're about to we're about to wrap up the show here. Uh, Chuck, where can everybody find you? If not, they don't know by now, but we'd like to you would tell us anyway. Yeah, um, you can find me at macvoices.com. That's where you'll see all the shows. David was on our one of our gift guide shows uh, that was particularly expensive for me. Thank you, David. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, lots of interesting things going there. Uh, yeah. I also have a tech blog at macvoices.blog macvoices.blog and the best place to find me is on Twitter as at Chuck Joyner. Great. Well, uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. You can subscribe uh, in your favorite podcatcher as well. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and even TuneIn Radio. Or better yet, go to our t- website at intouchwithios.com where all the links to how to listen to us are there and you can reach us there as well. I am Dave Ginsberg and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Again, I'd like to thank Chuck, uh, Chuck Joyner for being my guest this week. Appreciate you being here, Chuck. Thank you, David. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.